How did I take a 200-word blog into a $20 million worldwide company? And today, I'm going to share the exact story of how I did it, because one thing is true. I'm not smarter than you. I'm not a harder worker than you are. And if I can do this, then anybody can. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you working hard but barely seeing any growth? And if you do see growth, is it taking way longer than you would like? If you feel like no matter how hard you work, you always hit a ceiling when you're trying to scale, business is good is going to help you break through fast. I'm your host, Chris Cooper. I've been able to grow a 200-word daily blog into a $20 million worldwide business. I've actually done it, and I'm sharing my personal stories and details of how you can too. The key was to use simple models to grow fast, and then teaching those models to others to help them scale too. On this show, I'm going to share those exact models with you. So let's dive in. So today I'm going to tell you the three keys to growing from just building an audience to actually building a large company with a massive worldwide audience. The three big keys that I'm going to talk about are the help first posture, the audit process, and the most important thing of all, which is consistency. So first, uh, way back in the day, 2008, I had two gyms and one gym was doing pretty well. One gym was doing really badly. And unfortunately, the bad gym was completely cannibalizing all the revenue from the good gym and sinking them both. Worse, I didn't even have money to buy groceries. And so home life was not great. I was exhausted. I was burned out. My own fitness was going downhill and I was broke. I just could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. A friend of mine connected me with a business mentor and things started to change. But I knew from long experience, being a passionate lifelong learner and growing up with two teachers as parents, that the, the way that I retained information best and processed was to pretend to teach it to somebody else. When you teach something to somebody else, you get to learn it twice. And I knew that from my college days, if I just pretended that I was teaching this lesson to somebody else, I would internalize the lesson and it would take a greater uh, effect in my life. And so what I did was just started a blog because I like to write and I didn't really have an opportunity to stand up in front of other business owners and talk about it. Not yet. The first lesson that my mentor taught me was, Chris, you don't need to buy advertising. Your business can't sustain growth. You need to build systems first. And so I took that first lesson, which was don't buy ads, and I turned that into a blog. The blog was just a daily love letter to myself, mostly just little tips, part diary, dear Chris, don't do this anymore. And I called it don'tbuyads.com. And I published it and I made it public every day to be accountable to myself. And over the years of publishing every day, people started to find it and read it and share it with their friends. And that blog was sticky because I was telling the story with complete openness and transparency. Even the clients at my gym were reading the stories. And so they started reading the story and it got sticky and they would share it with other gym owners. And one day, probably three years in, I got this comment and I was probably getting about a hundred readers a day by this point. It took three years just to get there. Somebody comments, hey, Chris, valuable information, but what should we actually do? Up to that point, what I was doing was just sharing, don't do this. This was a mistake. Stop doing that. And instead, I had to pivot to do the harder thing, which was not just criticizing or condemning bad ideas, 
but actually sharing what worked. And what I realized was that I was going through this evolution of helping. First, I was helping myself remember and learn the lessons. Then I was helping my audience learn how to avoid the mistakes that I had made. And finally, the hardest one is helping my audience know exactly what to do. And so as I was learning that, I said, boy, this is a real step up. This is going to be a hard process. How do I know what to do? And so at first I started saying like, here's what I did, right? I shared my experience. So the first topic I want to talk about here is like help first and how that evolves. When you're trying to build an audience, the first thing you're going to do is speak from your experience. So your content doesn't get valuable until you pivot from sharing opinion to sharing experience. And this is really, really important. No matter what you're coaching or who you're trying to help, your experience is limited to you, N equals one, but that is still more valuable than the untested opinion of somebody who has never done it. So when you're starting to build an audience, you need to adopt the help first mindset. And what will help your audience the most is a consistent publication of your experience because that's all you have. You don't have a data set. The next thing that I learned was that if I'm posting to help others, I needed to be concise. I needed to say exactly what to do instead of hinting about it or uh, trying to eliminate all the don't do these and letting people figure it out for themselves. And so what I did was I went back through my content and I picked out the top 10 blogs and I said, you know, which one of these is actually directive? Which one tells people exactly what to do? And in that search, I actually found about 25 blogs and I took the 25 best out of about 300 by that point, And I put them together into a book. And this was a self-published book with a hand-drawn cover that I did in Microsoft Paint. And I showed up uh, in Fort Lauderdale at this seminar with 30 gym owners. And I handed out copies of this book. Most people didn't even keep the copies. They dropped them in the recycling box on the way out the door. And what I learned from this process is mostly that like your value is really hidden in like the, the top 10% of your content. And so if you go through your content and you find the top 10% of all the stuff that you've ever produced and you compile that, what you're creating is like a distillate of value. And so this help first strategy means that you have to be willing to do what Hemingway said, which is like, be prepared to murder your darlings. And that is you must find the things that are actually helping your audience the most, even if it's not your favorite. If this isn't my favorite podcast ever, but it helps my audience the most, then this is the one that's the most important. And you have to maintain that mindset of help first over everything else, it, over your ego, over the things that you want to talk about. You have to ask yourself what will help my audience most right now. And you have to be prepared to murder your darlings uh, to do that, to help the audience. And that's the point. Okay. So from there, I had this book. And um, the next point that I want to get into is constantly auditing what is most valuable because that's going to change over time. So I said that my initial content was all N equals one personal experience. And that was valuable because it was sticky. That book, by the way, actually went on to become the best selling book in the fitness business of all time with like 32,000 copies sold. And it was good because it was better than any other business book out there for fitness. But as time went on, what I found was that I could help people a lot more by sharing data. So the next topic is 
you have to constantly audit to figure out what is going to help your audience most. So in the original book, don'tbuyads.com, the lesson stuck because my readers could place themselves in the story. But then I started getting these calls. And after the book came out, people would, would call me up and be like, Chris, what do I do about this? And finally, this woman from New Jersey called me and she said, Chris, how much to be mentored by you? And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, well, you know, I, I have a yoga business and I have a CrossFit gym. And in my yoga business, I have a business mentor and they help me grow. I don't have one for my CrossFit gym. You're the only one I've ever heard of. How much? And I threw out what I thought was this astronomical number, $100 an hour, and we, we're going to need 10 hours. And she said, done. And I went back through my content. I said, okay, what are, the, what are the 10 best lessons that I can teach here? And I formed those into a curriculum. And I had these like these white blank sheets of paper in front of me and this folding manila folder with her name on it. And we would get on a call once a week and I would talk through one of these topics. Even though she had read these on the blog, what I found was that she needed to have them explained to her and help me or help her by guiding her through the process of change. And over time, this happened more and more. And eventually what happened was that my clients started to exceed me. They grew bigger gyms than I did. And so I had to get over the ego problem of being right. If I audited all the lessons that were out there, now maybe five out of 10 came from me and five out of 10 came from them. They were running Facebook ads and I wasn't and it was being successful. They were hiring full-time staff. I wasn't and that was being successful for them. They were operating in a small group training session instead of like a large group like I was and that was being successful for them. They were making tiny tweaks to the playbook and constant improvements. And over time, my role became less creator of content and more arbiter of information. It became my job to filter what everybody was doing to make sure that it would work for everybody else and publish it if it would, to find the best practices, establish leaderboards, measure results, and say, this is what's working right now. And so what we started doing was shifting our storytelling from talking about me to talking about them. We started growing the company by tracking data. And so now our, our sample size was no longer N equals one, it was N equals 60. Here are what 60 great gyms are doing. Here are the best practices of 100 gyms. Here is what the top gym in our cohort of 200 did this month to get more members. And so the second point here to scale is that you have to get over your own ego, find the new best practices and actually be the platform for what's best instead of being the source of all truth yourself. Okay. So first help first, second audit to scale up. And third is that consistency matters more than anything else. I've been publishing a daily blog since 2008. Uh, so there's thousands of posts out there. We've got well over 400 episodes of our podcast on the Two Brain Business platform with millions of downloads. Uh, we publish several times a day to every single social platform that you can imagine. We've got a, a very popular YouTube channel. But the key to remember is that consistency is more important than everything else. Not everything that I publish is great. Not all of it is even like a B plus. But the key is that people only remember the good ones. So even though I've talked about doing affinity marketing, which is building a gym on referrals, I've talked about that a hundred times in webinars, podcasts, blog posts, but people will only remember the one post 
that stuck with them. So what you have to remember is that you're best to find your top 10 topics and talk about those 10 things forever than to try and find a new topic. But the most important thing is that you're publishing consistently because you want to help your audience. Nobody will dig into your back catalog, which is probably good for you, right? Nobody will read everything that you've ever published, even though some super fans will say that they have. Nobody will remember every lesson from every book that you write or every podcast that you produce, every video that you shoot. The thing is, you're going to get tired of listening to yourself long before your audience ever will. And so you have to keep publishing consistently even if you find yourself talking about the same thing over and over, even if you say, no, I've already said that, you know, nobody is going to go back and read your back catalog. And that's probably for the best because your new stuff is going to be better than the old stuff. And you want to bury that old stuff. The only way that you hide the bad stuff is honestly to bury it with new stuff. So here's a recap. The top three ways that I grew from a 200 word blog to a $20 million worldwide company Number one is help first. Constantly ask yourself, what is the greatest service that I can do for my audience here now? First, it was sharing my experience. Then it was sharing the experiences of people who were becoming more successful than me. And finally, it was sharing data. Uh, it's, then it's telling people exactly what to do instead of just talking about random things or sharing your opinion. So every day, seek opportunities to find things to share with other people, chronicle the lessons and share them so that other people can grow. That's what creates value. Look, if I can do this, then you can too. You can build the tools that you need for yourself in your business and share those with other people. If you're a fitness coach, build the tools that you need to be successful in fitness and talk about those tools. Do you use a habits tracker? How do you track your food? Do you do meal prep? Share those lessons with everybody else. If you're an accountant and you want to grow your audience, how is it that you do your accounting? What tips and tricks do you follow every single month? Share those with your audience. And if you want to have help with growing and scaling your business and having simple models to do that, please hit subscribe to this show and I'll make sure that you're getting those every time I publish so that you can take action and actually scale your company. Hope this helps. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I had a great time recording this episode for you, and I hope that you took away a model that you can use today. Hopefully, you got a lot of valuable takeaways that will inspire you to take action and see new results in your business. Don't forget to take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review the show. That's the best way to show your support and help us get the word out. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at businessisgood.com.